Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. This week we have a, uh, a very important episode. Or of course, welcome back. I wouldn't rule out the episode quite yet. Oh, I'm not, I'm not getting into it, but this is um, the success of humanity lies in the balance. I mean, the of the subject of, matter of this episode. The success it's, of me actually recording with you lies in the success of maintaining said product. Just saying. And it's not computers, weirdly enough. We're not talking about computers. We were oh, going to no. talk about computers. We will. No. We, we talk about computers enough. Yeah. This is, this is foundational to preventing the collapse of society. Everything. Okay? It's foundational to everything. And it's important. There's a lot of, like, just general stuff going on on the Twitter spheres and the news and whatever oh, yeah. to follow. This this keeps and, you know, us all grounded, and I don't want to spill the beans on it. That's kind of funny. But it's got me like jittering it. with anticipation. Are you trying to make me laugh? I How's am. your week? How you been, by the way? I've been I mean, good. Other than the pollen. I've been good. The, yeah, the, the pollen's, pollen's bad, right so those that, you know, that listen and don't live in the great state of North Carolina... We have, I call it yellow season. Um, it's pretty rough. Where you, you wake up one day and it's it snows, yellow snow for a month or so. And uh, yes, used, used to happen about mid-April to, you know, mid-May or so. And this year, yellow season started in uh, February. It, it hasn't stopped. And it is rough. I will say. So, yeah, the, the yellow... Um, because we haven't clarified. It's pollen, plant pollen, it's pollen particularly yeah. pine. Um, and it is, I mean, it's awful. Like you, 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 you could rinse your car in the morning and then by evening it has about a 16th to an eighth of an inch of yellow pollen on it. Uh, and that's not really an exaggeration. <laughs> so. No, you, you're not wrong. I mean, it gave me some, some solace because it was a, you know, I'm listening to whatever NPR or whatever American public media or something. And I was, somebody this week was just like, they just sound, sound like they had a towel on their head. And then, you know, turns out they're actually based somewhere in the South down here near North Carolina or around this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just suffering right there with you. Cause it's, yeah, the pollen, it, it's wild. It's a little rough. It's a bit rough, yeah. yeah. And it's not the pine. It's not the pine that gets you in the allergy side, which is something I discovered recently. Yeah. I, I guess. But the, you can feel it on your skin. Like, I can feel it on my, like, Oh, yeah, it's, it's grainy and like, gritty. Like, you, 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 but, yeah, I guess you, the pine pine pollen particulate is too large to be absorbed um, and act as, like, an allergen. So it's just a general irritant which yeah. I found I found rather fascinating. So of all the plants out there doing the thing, pine's got the biggest swimmers, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, fun stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about my favorite thing in the world. Your wife? Oh, great. How has she been? Well, I mean, well, <laughs> she is good. She is good. Okay, my second favorite. My, oh, you my, better my, you better backpedal oh, now. Better back, <laughs> you better shit. backpedal now. I'm gonna get in trouble. You know, she listens from time to time. I'm going to get like shit. 
she'll give you shit. No, she loves you. She would never give you hell. Um, okay, my second, third favorite thing, other than the puppy dog, I don't know. Coffee. We're going to talk about coffee. Coffee, ah, yes. That Stimulus. Joyous, tasty beverage. That dirty brown bean water that, that keeps us so focused and centered in our mornings. It's really bizarre when you think about it. Like, it really is. I mean, it is and, and it, it isn't, is. you know? Like, why do you think it's bizarre? Well, I think it's bizarre because whoever figured out, okay, there's beans falling off this tree, I'm going to roast them, and then I'm going to figure out how to grind them. I'm going to figure out how to make a drink out of a thing. I guess that's what you did back when, you know, not much was going on and people didn't have computer screens. But um, prior to that, there were other stimulants. There were other stuff that, you know, people were... You know, they've always wanted to like. The mornings have been hard for folks, not all folks. That's a different stimulant altogether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hey, um, but yeah, no, it's a but coffee. I, I don't find it that like we're animals, and we've right. consumed plants since the beginning of time. So, like, the direct consumption of a plant just doesn't strike me that as that odd. Okay, yeah. but let me throw this out there to you. I find it, the amount of, maybe I'm getting too far ahead of myself or getting like past the break, but the amount of time and effort that is put into this particular plant and bean, and then even at that point to go beyond that and say, what more can we do with it? And, you know, it, it's in in everything, and then what, what do you consider or what does this person consider a good coffee? I mean, it, it's it's just bizarre to me. Like, there's a, there's a whole evolution, and I'm particular about my coffee, so maybe I'm getting over my... No, you're beyond particular about your coffee, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair statement, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, just so, on a friendly note, um, since we were talking about International Day of Things last time we recorded, International Coffee Day. Sunday, October the 1st, this year at least. Oh, oh, fantastic. Well, I would hope it would be the same day every year, right? Circling back well, to the it's already previous is. episode that's a, that's about a, ridiculously stupid holidays. Uh, that'd well, be that's one. a fair trade coffee thing that was done, and it, we, we'll get into that and touch on that Every day bit, is like, fucking National International Coffee Day. Like, oh, okay, what do they need? Enough. They really need to boost coffee sales one day of the year as if that's not just an automatic given... Revenue every single day. Like, what's the point? Right. Well, we're going to celebrate coffee. I mean, we, I think more people give thanks to coffee in the morning than they do Jesus. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like probably not wrong. Oh, I mean, it, direct thanks, whether or not they're believers or not. I, I think they they nuzzle up to that warm <laughs> mug and go, oh man. I guess maybe some of them are like, oh, thank God for you, and so it's like a it's a double win. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think we need an international coffee day, necessarily. So they, Perhaps they, they I'm consume wrong. This. Well, let's get into this, right? So before we go to rake, we'll touch on a few things, right? So before they got into, like, roasting the thing, right? Because that, that in no way apparently was a deal until, like, the 1400s. Well, we so hadn't discovered fire yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, okay. 
I'm, yeah. I'm being that's off the cuff. I'm I'm sure at some point we knew what fire was. Perhaps it was before or after the time man could control fire. That's what, aside from our opposable thumbs and consciousness, uh, separated us from the rest of the animals on the planet. But that's neither here nor there. That's a podcast for another time. Right, and then it, you know this thing spread into Europe early in the 16th century. And yeah, they quote doctors in this documentary. I'm 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 reading from the wikis. I've got some other references that are better than the wikis. We often use them over here just to tee a thing up. But um, you know, these early doctors would basically say patients needed better digestion, which I'm going with, you know, maybe <laughs> there's digestion leads to yeah, diuretic. So yeah, apparently I can yeah, I can see that. That was good. That was good. Not to get too off track here. Yeah, that's a bit of a thing. But but it now, will clear the track, so there's that. Well, that's what I was alluding <laughs> to, right? So it wasn't until in, <laughs> there was some controversy, obviously, over this stuff and, you know, all sorts of different societies back in the day. But once again, you know, we're going to have a fight about where this arrived and who had a thing first. And, you know, it has to go into the wikis that in the 16th century, you know, commercial trade routes, Italy... Italians know how to make some coffee. And they, to this day, they still do. And yeah, and then Indian, East Indies and stuff. Yeah, took it a while to get to get to other parts of the world. Which You're not wrong good. about that. But yeah, the Italians. I mean, they make a good cup of coffee. If you like your coffee burnt, bitter, but. but, but, but <laughs> I'm not talking about the little box that you use Italian terms to order coffee around the world. I'm talking about like actually being in Italy. I mean, they have, they have machines in their train stations that make better coffee than a lot of coffee shops anywhere. Well, that's because, because it has, has wine in it. Oh, it's, is that what it's doing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I, I, right. I don't mean to make it out that... Italy's just a entire country full of winos and alcoholics, but you know they're known. They they make no, really good wine. No, 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 the coffee. Eh, really you know the coffee. Yeah. The coffee's the coffee. I'll take so then it, you know that. whatever we could get into all this stuff like you know Mecca and you know Baghdad and the Middle East and coffee there, coffee here, and then you you know obviously like coffee regulation in Ethiopia in the 19th century, and then you know like anything else, you know governments and places start to regulate a thing for a reason, which gets kind of interesting. All the reasons they do and what they do, and I don't know. Want to do any more just basic coffee history? Do you want to jump to break and then? talk about the invention of the machine and um, some of the crazy stuff that goes on over here. I mean, I think that's a great place to take a break and uh, we'll be right back. All right, sit tight. Well, we are back, 
We had to take a quick break over here at the uh, 14 questions, and it was quick. I mean, you had to brew a, brew a pot of coffee. I didn't. I didn't. I thought about it. Me Reading neither. This makes me want to do a thing. It's uh, what, almost midnight, so, yeah, I did not brew any coffee. Here, anyhow. So we, we, we discussed the thing, right? So it looks like, what, 16th century. Coffee was everywhere. I mean, by, you know, by mid to late 16th sort of. century, coffee had found its way to the masses across continents and everywhere else. Because coffee's, coffee's native to, you know, very few places, really. And it's not South America, a common misconception. Correct. Yeah, there was you know, Ethiopia, uh, Yemen, way back in the day, and whatnot. And then as trade routes were established, coffee began to make the rounds. And South America is just one of the perfect environments to grow coffee, so they've definitely come to dominate that field. But then, what, Vietnam, a few other places, uh, also produce an astounding uh, amount of well, coffee. Yeah. Kenya, the continent of Africa. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. you start to look around. Where, where it comes from, say. yeah. At the end of the day, it sort of seems like if there's a theme here, right? So the Italians kind of got on that thing early. We give them credit through the Mediterranean Sea, but... Yeah, they they these, just geographically, they were close enough. Right. <laughs> Those trendsetters. No, those trend centers. And then in America, right, same thing. It it, it, it seemed to all be, it, it, the coffee shops or the populate, this whole idea of coffee shops or whatever started to pop up mostly around seaports, right? If I'm reading the history correctly. Which would make sense, right? I mean, at that point, like your trade routes it, it were and still are um, your ports, ports of entry on the sea, so... Yeah, so it's like you know, your pop, do population thing. centers tended to grow around that, and then the latest, greatest, newest, baddest, you know, wonders from around the world would logically start to spring up in those areas first. I mean, it makes sense. And then, and then, and then, and then you get to the Starbucks era, which started in well, like we're not there yet. We're not there. Yeah. No, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So we got to talk about the coffee pot, right? So the the I, I was saying this was 1933. So, you know, the son of, I think it's uh, Ranatos started an industry producing, selling millions of these mocha pots, which were based on some kind of steam machine for clothing, for laundry. And he utilized a pot where people could like, he basically like was trying to fuck coffee shops off. Be like, you can make this stuff at home. You make it, make it at home. Broken. Yeah, I mean, but even prior to that, you had you had like the percolator, right? You could just boil boil your no, coffee. Did you? Yeah, I knew we were, we were going to get an argument about this. That, that gets earlier, and then if you, I mean, if you go even earlier, like nineteen oh eight. Okay. Malita Benz, nineteen oh eight, first drip coffee maker. I mean, that's. That's really it. When you think of coffee and you have a coffee pot, like you put your little filter in, put your beans in, you know, slowly drip water over it, and uh, there you go. Well, I'm just going to throw this in here just while we're talking about a thing, is that in, in good old the United States here, 
after the Boston Tea Party, this is according to Wiki, so don't at me, 1773, large numbers of Americans switched to drinking coffee during the American Revolution because drinking tea was unpatriotic. I never thought about coffee being patriotic, but here we, here we are. I mean, Sorry, you know, in, so, in, culture wars, culture in various wars political then, climates, you know. yeah, we, we make really dumb decisions about things that we correlate to the opposing ideal. So, yeah, we swear yeah, off we tea. Yeah, swear it off. Swear it off. Tea, tea is very anti-American. So coffee makers. So we're gonna go with the we're gonna go with the drip pot, right? But there was a steam. Hold on, hold on. So what's the what's that damn one? It's such a beautiful the Italian one. Why do I keep going back to the Italians? They're just so good at this stuff. Um, but they have the Elysi. I forget. There's a name for it. Actually, I had a, a, a friend of mine. We would volunteer for this thing. I went over to his house once. We were taking notes, and he had this shelf of coffee makers that he had from around the world, or coffee pots, I should say. Um, yeah. In it, but but this cooked it in a much or made it in a much different way, right? Because it had the screen inside of it, mm-hmm. right? High pressure, right? So it wasn't. It was sort of an espresso-y kind of coffee thing. I'm gonna. People are gonna scream at me from Italy and be like, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> or from here. But it had a metal filter and funnel inside of it. Yeah, it's good. To, good to have a filter, right? I mean, yeah. Well, you know, if you if you if you poke around, like the Turks. Like, the Turks had the first, like, coffee pot. Okay. Like, actual pot. In, like, the 14, 14 1500s. Okay. And, and you know, so it's called the, uh, the, the I'm going to mispronounce this, but the Ibrik, Ibrik. Um, and it's, you, you, there's still people you'll see. There's, like, TikTok videos these days. It's, it's like a little metal cup on a stick. And you throw your sugar and spices and coffee in there, and you you boil it on the end of the stick, and then done. Gets a little foamy, just done, and ready to go. You get, you know, is is this the first instance of a good crema on a coffee? I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it isn't. Um, I mean, now we're gonna get into fighting words. But anyhow, let me go back to the Italian machine here for a while because it was, was like under gravity. It was a drip brew. To your point. But it was, it's special. And then you get into the sort of modern day machines that we know and, you know, not not Keurigs yet, but the drip machines, right? Because they were everywhere. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Like, here's an interesting, <laughs> 1780 AD, the Mr. Biggin Pot. And I mean, it's basically it's basically a, a coffee pot, but it's stackable, and uh, you know had 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 filters built into it. So you know that's that's good. So similar like, to you, the Italian. You, you the still Italian had style. you still had the boil thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you had you know your your pot on the bottom that you're going to serve out of, and then another one on top mm-hmm. for the coffee and the water and. Now, bar none, in my opinion, the French press is bar none. That's the. I do love a good French press. I do. If I if I just want a cup of coffee, I've owned, it's shit, seven, or more French presses over the years, and I I do love a good French press. But I hear like some of the some of the modern drip coffee makers that they make now, it, it 
allegedly make an incredible cup of coffee. I'm just too fat, dumb, and lazy. I'll go buy my coffee somewhere else these days. Well, okay, so the machines, which you know I own one, yes, they make, they can make some really good coffee. The thing that's brilliant about the French press is that it's simplicity. So when, you know, the power goes out, like it did several months ago, as long as you have access to something that will heat something and you have some, you know, ground up coffee, you know, you're going to survive. You boil water, you put a thing in a glass thing, you wait, you press it down, and all day long. There's no other, no other way to get your coffee when the when the power is down. I mean, you, you basically all you need is fire and grounds with the French press. And a French press, so, yeah. And a French press. I mean, all you, all you need is like a, a cup and a fire and a dirty old T-shirt to filter it through. I don't need, like, what are you talking about, a French press? I love you know, me and coffee. I love my coffee. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, no. I I still want to try. Have you ever had? I've not. I I have some friends that have, but it's the uh, the cat shit coffee. I've heard about it. Please do explain. It's I'm it's the sorry. most it's the most expensive coffee on the planet. And uh, it comes out of Asia. I can't remember where, but it, it, essentially there's a particular breed of cat, feral cat, wild cat, and they eat. Are you, shit, are you shitting the, me? No, they eat the raw beans. So these cats like graze on raw coffee beans and then humans collect the, the feces of this bean consumption. And then they package it up and sell it as coffee. No, hold, hold on. I need, a, I need a reference. We're at the 14 questions. We try to go to the source. Oh, I'll source. find one. Like, this is a legitimate thing. I almost bought some at one point in time. But apparently. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. I just want like a reference. The, it could the be, like, digestive process, like the acid wash that happens inside the cat, removes like all of the, the elements of the coffee that make it bitter. And so it's it, decatenated? It <laughs> well, it's uncatenated. Um, so but, it's uncatenated. Uh, but yeah, no. And so like, apparently if you, if you run your coffee through your cat first, it's going to taste delicious when you brew it. Get, get, I, I've got a computer like in front of me. $100 to $600 a pound. But I really want to so try the cat or the coffee? Well, I mean, that's so one I expensive have two computer screens. Uh, I cat. Give me a reference. <laughs> I want a reference. There's a million of them. What do you? What do you want? I don't. I've got like 50 tabs open trying to do this recording with you because I'm just trying to like not Google, talk about cat just shit. But punch into Google like cat poop oh coffee. God. I mean, it, because that won't influence your advertisements for the next three years. Kopi Luwak. Hold on. Kopi Luwak cat, is is the name. Is it cat shit coffee? Is that what you're telling me? You can do that too. Not bad shit coffee. Um, that's what my ex-wife used to make in the mornings. Um. <laughs> Koopaluwak Coast. Or Koopaluwak. Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay, for the first time in the history of 14 questions, we're actually admitting to you that we occasionally do a search on the fly when we're talking about something. So here's the scoop 
on cat poop coffee. <laughs> I see what you did there. No, that was that was NPR. I mean, good for them for. Oh, good. Yeah, that's their click, headline. Clickbait headlines. I never thought you were that yeah. clever. <laughs> I rescind my statement. I didn't think NPR ran clickbait headlines, but you know, here we are. I won't get poopy pants about NPR, but yeah, I mean, this is. So I'm going to quote here, but I do remember not believing it was real, and I'm still having a hard time, to be honest. Oh no, it's very real. Oh, the bargain to compare to the, what the cost of the elephant poop coffee is, but I digest or digress. Sorry, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So anyhow, this was written October sixteenth, twenty twelve. So we're we're way behind. This was written by Claire O'Neill. And you know what's kind of funny here is that in the world of how the social medias work or whatever Google's work, they're showing me an advertisement for an anxiety relieving pet bed, while I'm reading this article. I guess that's better than the kitty litter box that picks up my fucking grounds for the morning. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what you need, which is sad. Come on, Google. You're doing some reading GPI about this. And AI. They, they're, they're actually it, it, catching more of these animals in the wild specifically to produce this coffee, which is, like, I mean, is this the, is this the cat equivalent of foie gras? Like, we're, we're just going to... Like it, it, it's kind of sad to, to be like, okay, we can get six hundred U.S. dollars, you know, per pound for this coffee. So let's just cage up a bunch of animals and force feed them coffee cherries. Essentially, like that's kind of well, awful. Let me, I'm going to quote you something here. Okay, so again, folks, keep in mind this article is from way back, and you know, AI and Google should be showing me cat litter boxes rather than what they're showing me. But anyhow. You know, so going back to like, it's like this stuff is not cheap. This is like this article was like 10 years ago. But I'm going to quote this out of the NPR article that they were quoting. I'm going to say this at first sip, I wasn't wild about it, though I may have had a different opinion if I had known its providence. This is <laughs> Tim Carmen, food writer for the Washington Post. Did his own taste test earlier this year. Purified dinosaur poopings steeped in bathtub water. It is how he put it. So apparently he was not a fan of the cat poop. Yeah, I mean, I look at who he wrote for. Up. He has a very unrefined palate. <laughs> it's it's like the first time yeah. you it's it's like the first time you eat an incredibly aged steak. Like bite number one seems rancid because it's a flavor you're not used to, but then you start to appreciate the nuance of it. Again, total speculation. I've I've yet to have this coffee, but you know what? I've tried weirder things in my life, so. Well, I'm just gonna put it out there. If if anybody that has anything to do with cat poop coffee is listening to this podcast anywhere in the thirty something countries we had listened to. We're happy. Sponsor us for an episode. We'll 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 drink it, right? Yeah, we'll be happy to um, accept, you know, graciously a pound apiece. <laughs> uh, in the in the interest of knowing more about uh, coffee, that's it's Providence. Been where well, it came I, from. I, I, I don't need to meet the cat. Uh, I want to know its name. 
I mean, you know, I've seen cat turd before. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to melt that into a, I don't know. How do you make this? I mean, they they wash the beans. They don't, you know, take all of the oh, okay. material. They just, they, because they pass them and it's there's cat a process. They, you know, they, yeah. they ferment along the digestive tract. There's a little bit of malting that occurs and then <coughs> they harvest it, clean it up and... There's there's your, you know, half half digested uh, coffee bean, ready ready to make your fresh cup. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna think on that. Maybe we need to get this stuff, but it's expensive, right? It, it, I mean, it's again, it it can be up to six hundred U.S. dollars a pound. Interesting. It's not cheap. A pound. It's not cheap. A pound, yeah, per pound of, okay. of these beans. But apparently they select only the finest beans. Like these cats are bougie in that sense that they don't oh, just so eat any of them. the cats are selecting the beans. Yeah. No, they, this is a, a thing that occurs in the wild. Oh, so the, the, the beans fall out of the trees and the cats go around they're like, bloom, bloom, bloom. Yep, just and the they eat them, yeah. They say the... The wild harvested is the more expensive version. And then again, getting back to they're capturing more and more of these animals to uh, manufacture this coffee, which is rather sad. I'm like, the coffee comes from a plant. We don't, we don't need to cage a bunch of animals to produce a superior form of coffee. No, you know, I would agree with you. Like, like drumsticks and eggs or whatever, it's, it's maybe a necessary evil but for coffee, yeah, let them, you know, let it let it be a delicacy. We don't always have to force a thing to happen. But here we are. Here we are. So you want some fact factoid stuff? I mean, this is facts published as hit me with it. Yeah, who who drinks the most coffee on the planet? That I don't know. I don't have that in front of me, right? But oh, I'm basically man. going to oh man, I'm, I'm make sure so it's Finland. Started. Finland. 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 Oh, I did have that statistic. In front Norway, of me. Iceland, Denmark, Finland. Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland, Belgium, Luxembourg, Canada. Mm-hmm. It's cold. But that's all, that's all Nordic, Nordic coffee. U.S. Yeah. is like 11th. I think we're 11th on the list of coffee consumption per capita, which is surprising because, again, between the 7-Elevens. We, we don't drink coffee here. Damn, we, we drink a we lot drink of coffee. Milkshakes. Okay, we drink milkshakes. Milkshakes with coffee in them. We drink, yeah. drink drinks. Like coffee is in every, caffeine is in everything, right? But it's it's not coffee per se. Yeah. Like think about it. Fair enough. It. Yeah. Fair enough. So it's 500, as of 2018, 500 billion cups of coffee consumed on earth every year which seems a little low to me but then again i drink a lot of coffee 500 billion no that's that seems about right yeah i mean that's industry's worth a hundred billion dollars yeah you figure seven seven plus billion people Mm -hmm. so yeah 500 billion that seems to be because i mean there are a lot of children and infants and people that don't drink coffee or have access to it so yeah 500 billion I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll so take that. So infants aren't having their cup a day like I did? Like, I mean, I'm just trying to... 
Imagine your your like. cup a day? Did you just say cup a day? I'm, when I'm, I was an I'm infant. Call, what size is your cup? Seventy three ounces. When I was an infant. So oh, yeah, you're right. Infant? The Netherlands. Here we go. Well, they do say that that early coffee consumption stunts your growth. So that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have per capita here. Yeah, the Netherlands at two hundred and sixty point four liters per capita. So that's 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 a lot of liters of coffee. Hmm. Sweden, yeah. So, and then, of course, we have to discuss what goes on in this country, right? So, I mean, we're going to skip over the fair trade, free trade, coffee thing. That just gets too complicated. We didn't want to do a serious podcast. Um, so, over here, I think I found a refer reference to this. It was like the 88th Congress was like one of the first recorded hearings regarding coffee in this country. Yeah. You know, because they have to regulate everything, Right. And then recently, there was a bunch of stuff recently I came across. Let me see if I can find this reference. Do, do, do. Yeah, they, they, they were like going, like this is the kind of stuff that makes it in the ecosystem over here. So in 2018, you know, they were discussing the fact that one of the senators over here, Cory Booker, that he bought, brought Ford coffee during a hearing. Like, are there like coffee checkers at the door of the Senate, like before you come in? <laughs> they just gotta, they gotta break it down, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know they have hearings over here on like energy drinks and shit, like that kids are consuming. Could you, you just roll through the congressional halls and be like, "Don't touch it, it's cat poop." I mean, that that'd be reasonable, I think. And then you know there was a impeachment hearing. I don't know if anybody remembers those, but. Um, there were several shots, well, one in particular that went viral of a particular staffer who was in the audience behind, um, I think it was uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lindemann when he was testifying, and she is literally slugging. This is like a 20-ounce coffee behind him on live television. I mean, sometimes... It's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, there was an episode of Game of Thrones with a Starbucks coffee in it. Yeah, but you the know, funny thing that's that's not lost everywhere. on me is that you, you look at the you look at the people in the hearing, so you look at the congressional members in the hearing, and they have all these serious looks on their face from this particular hearing. And if you if you sort of look at them and then look at her slugging the coffee and the fact that they don't have coffee in front of them explains a lot. I'm just being facetious, but Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't there yeah, Game of Thrones. I think Seinfeld, there's been, over the course of how long, coffees have either been like, were they product placement or was it a mistake? In right? Game of Thrones, know, Game I'm going to go with it was it. a mistake. <laughs> Seinfeld, maybe not so much. Well, they had they didn't have bottled water back during Game of Thrones, but they sure as hell had coffee. They just didn't have it in Starbucks cups, right? I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. It's a fantasy world, so maybe that that fantasy world, Starbucks was around back then. I don't know. We'll have to ask Schultz. Maybe he's on to something early. Anyhow, I do appreciate all the coffee shops. Well, most of them. And the baristas. I was, you know, talked to one today. She was very nice. She messed up my order last time. Said yeah. she'd make it right next time. 
Didn't realize mm-hmm. it was me today until she was handing me my cup, which, you know, I appreciate this. I like it. It's it's one of the it's one of the last few things I think we do, at least over here, other than, you know, your bartenders, your waitresses, you know, your your barista folks. Like, there's human engagement in that. You know what I mean? Where I can get to know them and, like, walk into a store and, like, know somebody's name, ask them what their day is. You know, rest of the transactions is just kind of just feels like it's all fucking chat GPT and AI, and I'm not really talking to anybody. Yeah, that's pretty Which is kind of sad. You yeah. know, you know the craziest thing about drinking coffee. Mm-mm. So there, there, there were some studies done, and if you drink two cups of coffee a day, it can reduce your risk of liver cirrhosis from alcohol consumption by X percentage. Do you know what that percentage was? Take a stab at it. I have no idea. Two cups of coffee a day, reducing your risk of cirrhosis from alcohol consumption. I'm going to jump with like 5, 10%? 44% reduction. That is bizarre. I mean, I know it's just a study, but is there a reason given? Is it the acidity in the coffee, the I'd, diuretic I'd, effect? Or? I'd, I'd have to research the... Uh, the whole thing, but yeah, it, I'm like, yeah. what? That's wild. If you mm-hmm. think about it, yeah, I've seen, I've, I've heard over the years, right? There's always like, okay, too much is bad for you, just enough is still bad for you, and then there's been some wild studies about the actual effects of drinking, you know, regular consumption. Let's call it two cups. You know, I'm yeah, far nah, beyond that. It's harmless. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it not to your teeth. It's, you know, it, your dentist will tell you that. Coffee right? isn't harmful to your teeth in any way, shape, or form. I mean, there's a staining effect with it. I mean, there's some downside it's, to coffee, right? Not with your teeth, no. It's, it's very easy to polish that off. It will stain your teeth, but outside of that, it's actually, it's, it's you know, not terribly acidic. It's not doing anything structurally to your teeth other than staining so get your teeth clean and you're fine. Right. And, and the other thing people don't realize, I don't think, right, is with with a coffee, with a straight-up coffee, not a milkshake, not a not a thing with caffeine in it, you're drinking a lot of just liquid, like just water, right? Sort of like tea that way. Which is good. You're just consuming a lot of regular liquid, which, you know, you're when, staying you, when you hydrated, look at some of these yeah. other things, yeah, you're staying hydrated and dehydrating yourself at the same time. But It's impossible um, to dehydrate yeah. yourself drinking only coffee. You live off of it. You, you, well, do you know this is a fact? I mean, you know, not that I'm the only Again, the, the math. Because I do. I the math, it's, it's, it's impossible. You could consume coffee for all of your fluid consumption. It will not dehydrate you. You feel dehydrated because of the diuretic effect. Interesting. But you won't, you won't ever overcome that equilibrium. Now, you can overdose on caffeine, Oh, do tell. There's, there's been a lot. Fact. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. Like, you can overdose and, and die off of caffeine. Now, for a 70-kilogram human being, which is about, a, what, 150 pounds, right, uh, right. You, you'd have to consume 70 12-ounce cups. So I think we're all pretty safe. We're all pretty safe. Day. 
yeah, yeah, basically in, in in succession, yeah. yeah, to consume enough caffeine to overdose a hundred and fifty pound human being and stop their heart. Uh, so again, I think we're all relatively safe on that front. Yeah, and I do. I like coffee even when I drink it. I drink a lot of decaf too. I just like coffee, you know, and and Guinness and some other wine and some other things. But you know, coffee is my one thing. That's my go-to. The start of the day, so. And then keeps you going all day. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. That water, yeah. But yeah, any other factoids about coffee? You got any funny coffee stories? Man, I'm sure if I I thought hard enough, I'd have a lot of funny coffee stories. Putting me on the spot. uh, Are we going to pursue the the cat shit coffee? You got 600 bucks? Anybody listening? I mean, you can grab one off sample packs. I, again, I've looked at buying this, and you can you can buy like one cup's worth, which I think it's usually in the realm of like thirty five dollars a cup, which I've spent more on average whiskeys from time to time. So maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll order some cat shit coffee and see what all the hollabaloo is about. We'll do like a seventy dollar budget for the fourteen questions, and um, maybe one hundred forty, and get some scotch. Just, to, just in case, like to throw it down after <laughs> the cat shit. Nothing, burp nothing, we nothing, get, nothing right? washes the taste of cat shit out of your mouth like a good glass of scotch. Yeah. Okay. It seems brilliant. <laughs> Doesn't seem right, unreasonable folks, to me. Yeah. Do, do, do you want to leave it there under the kitty? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna Take go kitty for percolate kitty. away, and uh, yeah. And, and, you know, if anybody knows anything, and if anybody's had cat shit, coffee, let me say that again. If yeah, anybody yeah. has had cat shit coffee, um, let us know about it. We'd love to hear about it. Love to hear your Yeah, story. shoot us an email, reach out on Twitter. Um, Apparently you're rich, yeah. and we, um, you might not have time to add us at the 14 questions, because... If you can afford $600 worth of cat shit coffee. You can afford you know, at least maybe, one ounce of Elon's Musk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've got a new charge rate for folks. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. Anyhow, you want to leave it there? That is what it is. I, I think we've deteriorated far enough down the rabbit holes of caffeine coffee and, well, how it goes through various mammalian organisms so without further ado Fantastic. until meow, next meow time until later meow until later what, did, what the hell text message did you send me before we started podcasting and some kind of foreshadowing to a meow but oh i know yeah yeah i said i'm almost ready meow because i knew oh, i was okay, going to talk about cat shit coffee oh shit i should have known just the thing. started googling right then right then right then and there all right all right folks Keeping it light, leaving it there this week. There we are. So, till next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast. 
where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.